Tonight is the first time that I've ever been the prize in a match. If Randy wins, I stay with him. And if George wins, he gets the title and he gets to keep me. What a prize! championship and wins Elizabeth. Mean Gene is still with her. Well, Elizabeth, a very scary situation you're in tonight. Heads you lose, tails you lose. Not a real comfortable situation to be in. However, the good wishes of an entire nation will head to the ring with you tonight. The best of luck. Well, Gene, I am scared. Back to you, Vince. All right. My fantasies has turned to madness And now my goodness has turned to badness Welcome to the Wrestling House Show Super Show. My name is Chris. And my name is Joey. And on this retro review, we are going to be discussing Saturday night's main event, the one that aired on March 14th, 1987. Yeah, it's the day after my birthday. Oh, yeah, 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 it is, and a few weeks before my birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. nice. Okay. But, uh, yes, <laughs> this is another retro review, which is our way of kind of digging through the depths of the WWE Network and telling you what you should seek out and maybe what you should skip. I know our last main event that we talked about, I was, hey, skip it, because there was not a lot of great stuff on it. Yeah, um, no. I think this one will be a little bit different. It's still... In a similar vein, it is building up towards WrestleMania 3. This one more so, I think, than even the previous one. Um, what did you think about the show overall? It was definitely a better show than the last one. Yeah. And we're finally inching our way into the, uh, the heyday of Saturday Night's main event, in my opinion. But that won't mm-hmm. be for another uh, year or so. Yeah, you mentioned this one looked more like the main event that you were used to. Yeah, it's it's that classic WWE '80s Coliseum looking thing. Yeah, uh, in that Hartford Arena. So yeah, yeah, it looks like a lot of the ones I grew up on, venue wise. So we still got that weird booth where it's like right in the entrance area, sort of elevated with Vince and Jesse, and that wouldn't be a thing after a while. Oh really? Yeah, there'd be more so in the back, and it would look like the syndicated superstar shows, but. Okay. But uh, yeah, just those little things that I noticed. But uh, yeah. yeah, I was looking forward to this one a lot more than I was the last one. And thankfully, it didn't let me down too much. Yeah, I enjoyed this one, well, like I said, more than the previous one. And it was it was fine. There were a lot of different things on the show. And of course, looking back, this is very clearly leading directly into WrestleMania three. So I was like, okay, I see where a lot of this is headed. And was that nostalgia thing of all these guys, because I've seen WrestleMania three a thousand times. So I know seeing the stuff that they were talking about on that show leading right up to it was kind of cool. Yeah. But it's weird that it only built up three matches really in the whole thing. Sort of three, three into four sort of, we'll discuss it more as we get to some of the matches. But uh, yeah. So the last one, they really built up the Harley Race JYD match, yeah. and maybe like one other match, but they didn't really have anything else in place at the time. Right. So it's almost like they put the Harley JYD thing on hold until Mania because it was becoming such a hot feud at the time. Yeah. So now this is more focused on the world title match, the Intercontinental title match, 
and uh, a little bit of Piper's retirement match, and then uh, the Hercules Hayes match. Yeah, those I were mean, the only four really represented on this whole show. Wasn't it Coco Butchery that yeah. was kind of touched on? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. They were yeah. in the battle royal together, yeah. and they had they had a moment, but so there was a battle royal that kind of took care of a lot of other things in yeah. in very minor ways. Sure, yeah. But yeah, you want to just get right into the matches? Yeah, let's get to the matches, Chris. Yeah, because the show, as always, opened up with a ton of promos. Hogan had, like, three promos before the first match that he wasn't even in, I think. Yeah. And then we had three promos for the first match, yeah. which is really weird. I've, I've, <laughs> I haven't I've seen the show top to bottom. I've seen a couple of matches of it. Yeah. Like, actually, they used some of these in the, uh, the WrestleMania 3 DVD, like the Championship Edition, actually had footage from this in it. Yeah. But, yeah, the whole thing about it took three segments to get to the match and it was the same backstage yeah it was one long thing cut three times so it's it's the uh it's the animal steel randy savage match yes and it is for the intercontinental title which randy savage held at the time yes thank you thank you and it started with randy savage and miss elizabeth with mean gene asking him (laughs) kind of antagonizing macho man on purpose and because the match is for the Intercontinental title, but it is also for Miss Elizabeth. She, yes. she is on the line using Miss Elizabeth as an object, a prop in this feud. Um, yeah, there was, I noticed right off the bat in the opening promos, Hogan was body shaming Andre the Giant because, quote, talking about his big nasty body in yeah. his opening promo, and yeah. then Miss Elizabeth is being used as a prize for this yeah. match that's not even on WrestleMania. Yeah. It's just another match, so it was, it was, it was interesting. Since you brought it up on Hogan's last promo with yeah. Gene, he actually mentioned the word obesity yeah. uh, in, in the promo, yeah. too, so there's that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this is... <laughs> There's not a lot of good social skills that have aged well right. in this uh, particular episode. Yeah. yeah, but it was... So that first promo with Liz and Macho Man, it was basically Macho Man just stepping all over anyone else who was talking, as he does, which yeah. is always entertaining. This is, and this then is par for the course for main event. Continue to yelling as he walks away, which I always love. The trail off is yeah. always good. But then, so we got to see Macho Man's entrance, but then we cut back, and it's... Elizabeth, and then George Animal Steel walks up, and so there's the second promo where George just kind of stands there and says like three different things yes. a few different times, and Liz looks nervous and not like like she's not having any of it. Yeah. And then we get to see George's entrance, <laughs> and then we cut back, and Mean Gene <laughs> just basically tells Elizabeth like, well. Sorry, you're gonna be the loser of this no matter what happens. <laughs> what? Yeah. So, so good luck. It's basically yeah. all he said to her. Just- <laughs> And then we got to see Elizabeth's entrance because she came out on her own. Sure. She had her lifeguard chair at ringside <laughs> yeah. with the red and white tape, like all red, white, and blue tape all over it. And so it was. It's a very weird scene. Very <laughs> like, long setup and a weird setup for this match. That the match itself was not much of a match. No, as like I, I think Macho Man and, and uh, Georgie Animal Steel apparently they did have their best match at WrestleMania yeah, too, right. from yeah. what I can tell. Because yeah. like they they've they they had a match uh, after that, and then this one right here, and they're just train wrecks. Like, yeah, they're fun, but uh, yeah. and they're short, so they're not they don't harm or offend me in any way. Right. But yeah, it's just kind of ah, all right. And yeah. uh, I will say this is probably the and let's go ahead and just spoil the finish. Because Macho Man uh, retains his title and Elizabeth by count out. Yeah. But he does it via burying Georgie Animal Steel under a the lifeguard uh, chair. Yeah. Which is the first and only time you can ever say 
match one via lifeguard chair. I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it has to be. <laughs> so. so the turnbuckle pad was ripped open within the first minute or two. Yeah. It was just running around the ring, and George just decides to leave the ring, and he just decides to take Miss Elizabeth away, I guess, with him. It's like Vince and Jesse kind of carry all these savage yeah, steel matches. Yeah. And <laughs> Vince was saying that George was, or that Elizabeth was going willingly with George, but I'm like, no, he kind yeah. of was stalking her, and she was trying to walk away from him, and he was following her, yeah. is what was actually happening. Sure. So, <laughs> yeah, it was just, it was weird all around. But the big thing to come out of this was, of course, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat came down during the match. So where, it was where did just he come a, from? He, uh, yeah, he jumped yeah. into the shot like, yeah. Ha, like like a Rooney in Ferris Bueller's Day Off right. into the kitchen, like 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 I was like, whoa, that was a weird shot that they went with there, and right. uh, all of a sudden his music's playing, and yeah, that was that was a crazy bit too. But it, the, the same thing happened in the last show. Yeah, so, it, yeah, it was just another, and like you were saying, Vince was laying it on real thick all night for all of these things that were headed towards WrestleMania. So if this was the only Saturday night's main event, if this was the only wrestling show you'd seen all year, then you'd be set up and you'd know the story heading into Mania and you'd be like, hey, maybe I want to buy that show. And yeah. that's, that's what this was. This oh, was yeah. just encompassing all of that yeah, and passing, kind of passing the torch from George to Ricky Steamboat. Yeah, and we'll see if George Steele has the last laugh in that feud. Uh, I'm not going to spoil our WrestleMania 3 retro review, mm-hmm. but if you haven't seen WrestleMania 3, you need to take care of that before that show airs uh, yeah if you if you're a wrestling fan you need to watch it i don't yeah. if you haven't yet that's that's kind of weird yeah well speaking of laying a lot of track uh to get uh, build-ups for matches there was a lot done prior to the battle royal and this is the we are promoting this main event for wrestlemania 3 hulk versus andre it's first time at least on a grand stage these two have faced each other in a wwf ring i think some of these happened prior into the early 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 i'm talking like 1980 year uh, but this is the first time you know, they're able to make a lot of money off of this match. So the buildup sure. was done well. But Vince really just summarizes the entire feud and, you know, of course, shifts it to where you're going to be rooting for Hogan. Because I even said, we were, we were kind of speculating, like, man, he's going deep for this. But at the same time, once again, like you said, if you hadn't watched anything all year, yeah. Vince is doing all the work for you, at least in your brain. And then that promo at the beginning, man, it almost seems like you could skew it saying that Hogan has gone heel. Because think, if you think about how beloved Andre has been throughout his career, yeah. like it almost looks like Hogan is a bad guy in that promo. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, I want Andre," you know. Yeah, and he's real angry, like he always is. He's all hulked up and yeah. shit. <laughs> so I think Vince maybe even realized that watching the show as as they're taping it, yeah, like, maybe. man, I need to like kind of, you know, send this one home here, and you know, even aligning himself with Bobby Heenan initially, people were not ready to boo Andre. That's yeah. the thing. You watch that parking lot thing. Mania 3, yeah. a lot of people still going for Andre. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, and that's just the way it is. But he had to be like, okay, Andre did this. He's a bad person. Yeah. <laughs> and we're going to talk about it for a few minutes while everybody's getting in the ring for the Battle Royal. Right, yeah. And there were a bunch of people in the Battle Royal. I'm not going to list all the names. I just kind of go over some highlights. Because the Battle Royal was, it was fun. Yeah. It was, and like I said, when it was starting, I figured this is going to be a two-man rumble. It's going to be Andre and Hogan, and everyone else was just going to be props for them. And for the first two-thirds of the match, it was. Yeah. But it actually did have an ending with someone else won, actually. So, yeah. spoiler, I, Andre and 
Hogan, neither one of them won. Yeah. Um, but so it's a good it's a good reason to maybe watch that and not spoil it because yeah. I think it's an important thing to see here. Yeah, it was it was it was fine. Yeah, the and Lanny Poffo just for the Lanny Poffo bit alone. I was gonna say the, the just some of the highlights for me the the Lanny Poffo elimination Poffo didn't win either, but he <laughs> no. he got hit pretty hard by Andre, and I think it did a lot to put Andre over as a bad guy in that moment because he got bloodied real bad mm-hmm. and they kept cutting back to it and showing it as he was bleeding all over the ground there were blood spot yeah. like pools of blood on the ground yeah, where he was laying and they had to stretcher him out and everything yeah and when they stretched him out he was like on his side kind of almost fetal and just kind of like oh my god my head and yeah so it, it it was a good and vince didn't really say much about it either yeah that, that was the weird part yeah. about it but they kept showing it so you can still make that connection while he's talking about the all the stuff that's happened between Andre and Hogan in the past. Yeah. So yeah, I, I like that. Like, so you can watch it knowing that Hogan or Andre doesn't win. Yeah. So someone else does. Yeah. So it's kind of fun for that reason. Yeah. It's not what either of us expected. I do believe history was made that night. The first time that I can recall hearing about Andre losing a battle royal for the first time ever. Yeah. And of course, you know, they, they covered it and made him still look good in the sense of like, Hey, it took eight guys to do it. Yeah. So there's that. But yeah, I think that's the first time he ever lost a battle royal in his career, which is crazy, but yeah. makes sense. And he had been in the game for at least 15 years by this point. So that's a yeah. pretty good run yeah. as a battle royal competitor yeah, for sure. all over the world doing it and the whole thing. So well, he has a battle royal, yearly battle royal named after him. Yeah. And the first half of the show is the Bobby Heenan show. You know, it's just yeah. like he's in every segment. Yeah. Uh, At least one wardrobe change that I can remember. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's all over the place with the promos backstage. Does he have time? He must have. He must uh, just leave all of his jackets in Gorilla. Right. And just yeah. off, on, off. Let's dry my hair. Okay, off, on, okay, yeah. out. <laughs> Craziness. He's amazing. He is just yeah. one of the greats. Yeah. All right. Next match. And he was back for the next match. He accompanied King Kong Bundy to the ring. It was King Kong Bundy versus Jake the Snake Roberts, who had Damien on his corner in his corner. Yeah. Damien with his manager's license, but always in the bag. That's why you hardly yeah. ever see it. So. Yeah. But yeah, I, I didn't know what to expect from this. I was hoping, I was like even saying, like, oh, Jake's just going to have to do clotheslines and knee lifts and arm bars. Yeah. And he pretty much did. Yeah. But the nice running around cat versus mouse thing, it worked really well for me in this yeah. instance. Yeah. Uh, this was a match where, because both these guys had pretty big matches at Mania, uh, neither could really be made to look bad. And I don't think either did look bad. No. Yeah. Um, so it was a good piece of business, and nobody got hurt. I enjoyed it. It was fun. Yeah. yeah. The Damien was a factor because King because Bundy kept getting nervous whenever he would get near the corner. You could see Jake would point behind Bundy, and <laughs> Bundy would like, "Oh, dang it, I forgot," <laughs> and kind of get mad that he got scared. You know that kind of thing. Yeah. So that was fun, and it was it was a little bit back and forth. So this was that first like actual match of the night, I think. And it, it was fun. Yeah, first pure wrestling match of the night. Yeah. So they they did a great job, both guys. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Bundy was like I said, consistently has decent matches for yeah. being a super heavyweight. Yeah. Like he plays to his size, but uh, he does know how to curtail to his opponents. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I always like seeing him wrestle somebody of name way under his weight class because yeah. I'm just so used to watching him with Hogan and people like that. Yeah. So it it was fun. I enjoyed it. First, like first time I've ever seen it. So yeah. So leading up into the next match, we did get. I do need to talk about a little bit of a promo because the Hart Foundation, along with Jimmy Hart, throughout the night, we've seen a few promos from them. Yeah. They kept laughing about saying it was their first time, 
their yeah. first title defense. It's their first time, and maybe it's just because Nightheart's laugh is just infectious or sure. something. Yeah. But and, and Jimmy's, yeah, to be fair. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> but they thought that was the funniest joke in the world. And I was like, sure. why are they laughing so yeah. hard? Yeah. But the point I'm trying to get to is that this was, was this the emergence of Danny Davis as this evil entity that would no longer referee and would be the bad guy in the corner of the hearts? Yes, for okay. sure. This... They were just a few weeks removed from winning the world title. Davis was the official official yeah. in charge of the match. Yeah. He let everything uh, go. Like, uh, conveniently not catching this or that. Yeah. Made a fast three. Basically handed the title over to the Hart Foundation. Right. Their first tag team title win is massively tainted. Especially if you watch it bell to bell. It's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. It doesn't even last two minutes. Yeah. So, it, it's a whole thing. And, and also... And I loved that somebody like at the time Gorilla Monsoon would never let you forget that Danny Davis was also the referee uh, in the match where Tito Santana got cheated out by Macho Man for the Intercontinental title. Okay. Like, Macho Man blatantly used a pair of brass knucks. They were laying in the ring post-match, yeah. and nothing was done about it. Yeah. So Danny Davis has been called into question all the way like a year and change ago. Mm-hmm. So there's that whole thing. So Gorilla did a lot of work for that character, and then they just ran with it yeah. so um yeah this is this is the first time davis really come out as their corner guy yeah leading into that amazing six-man match at mania sure. so yeah they actually did uh lay track for one more match i was i was wrong earlier mm-hmm. in the show so they had a lot to do with this because now at least you don't even really know who they're fighting at mania by watching this match right. I don't think I heard it in commentary. I don't think so. But Tito Santana's involved on the other side. Because yeah. officially, what is it? It's the Hart Foundation versus Tito Santana and Danny Spivey. Yes, for the tag titles. For the tag titles. Even though I've never seen these guys team up ever. Yeah. And I've been going through primetime wrestling recently of this era. Right. So this is ridiculous that yeah. they would defend against a non-team. Yeah, sure. But... And- and Danny Davis was the official observer of this match, which meant that he stood at ringside and watched it. He's a so, second manager, yeah. but he's the one that'll get physical. Yeah. So this, of course, obviously Spivey and Santana weren't going to win the titles because, no. you know, the Heart Foundation goes into mania. So yeah. I don't think that's a big spoiler. And mm-hmm. it's not a big spoiler that Danny Davis got involved because, yeah, super despicable guy. They needed to build that up pretty quickly, actually, because this isn't too far removed from WrestleMania. Yeah, and it's a shame that they didn't kind of lead into any kind of physicality between Santana and Davis, because that would have really helped the six-man match. Because like I said, he was responsible, basically, for Tito losing the Intercontinental title. Tito should still be trying to get his neck. But he doesn't really go for him in the match. At the very end, he did. I mean, because that was the finish. Yeah, but Davis still got an upper hand on him. So he's like 2-0. Well, that's what I mean. Against Tito, kind of, in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, man, like... So... The fact that they didn't even really mention that there's that six-man brewing, yeah. like, I, I just kind of feel like, how last minute was this decision? How old is this taping? You know, like, yeah. I'm just thinking about all these things. Yeah. So, yeah, but knowing the what's around the corner, it's it's really cool. And, you know, it's a real fast-paced, fun tag team match. Yeah. Hearts cutting off the ring, doing yeah. doing great heel work. It's yeah. it's super fun to watch. So. Yeah, Danny yeah. Spivey got isolated for a large part of the match, and Santana was the guy that got tagged in a couple times to to yeah. really pick up the pace and, and go back and forth. So yeah, it was fun. Yeah, and I'm surprised that Spivey didn't take the fall because he was on his way out. Yeah. Uh, so this they're really like pushing that six man match in a sense yeah. in a way. So yeah, yeah, because it does lead directly more directly into it than if, if Spivey had been involved in the finish, which yeah. he wasn't really. Exactly. But yeah, super fun. Track it down. Yeah. 
And then there was one more match of the night. It was the Iron Sheik versus Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. But before the match, the Macho Man came out. I loved his jacket that he was wearing. <laughs> yeah, and I had this so... weird kind of like semi-cape thing. I don't know what you call that on the back of it with his, his name written in sparklies on it. Yeah, Macho was decked out tonight. Like yeah. he had that crazy multicolored robe. Yeah. Which you rarely see. Yeah. And then this jacket was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> but he comes out and he does stuff around the ring and he's just rampaging all around and he finally decides to to set up shop at the commentary table. So so Macho Man is doing commentary for this last match, which isn't really much of a match. It's just no. a pretty much an exhibition for Steamboat beating a former world champ and having Macho Man talk bad about him the whole time. Yeah, I mean, that, that booth is just alpha male central. Yeah. Got, I mean, it's, and Vince is the third on that totem pole. Yeah, I mean, you got yeah. Jesse and Macho Man sandwiching Vince right there yeah, in the middle. Yeah. It's like, it's a crazy booth. Yeah. And, like, I was even speculating with you, I wonder if the wheels were turning at that point. Like, this is going to be one of my color commentators I'm sure down the road. probably so, yeah. I mean, we already knew the man could talk. Yeah. But, yeah, it's just funny how over the top he is and yeah and jesse seems like the laxed one here <laughs> especially when savage and ventura start like bouncing off of each other because they're both the bad guys and they're gonna yeah. just gonna start building each other up and yeah. like yeah you're right and that kind of thing there's a really ridiculous move in this match which i love uh it's right off the bat at the very beginning you know what i'm talking about like Sheik does this thing where he just looks like he's oh, yeah. regularly doing a regular irish whip of steamboat into the ropes the regular ropes yeah but Steamboat goes for the skin the cat. That's his cue to do it. Yeah. And I'm like, man, that was unnecessary. Yeah, yeah. He comes back, slides under Iron Sheik to get into his view. He doesn't like hit him from yeah. behind. He's such a good guy <laughs> that he won't hit him in the back. He won't even suplex him from the back. Right. He slides under his legs to look at him in the face. <laughs> Sheik swings for the fences, misses, and then he does the back suplex. Yeah. It was fun. I liked it. It was completely <laughs> unnecessary. It was... It was the ancillary like cartwheel in that I for a while was like oh my god don't do that but it was that kind of thing it's like you didn't need to do all that but I get it I appreciate it yeah so yeah fun fun entertaining match I'm always disappointed in an Iron Sheik match where there's no gut wrench suplex that's sure. all I gotta say about <laughs> that, so yeah it was the shortest match of the night with as with most of these main events the last match is just kind of this was less of a throwaway than I think a lot of the matches have been yeah just trying to think back. Because it did matter. Every match kind of matters, yeah. Yeah, but as far as the action in the ring itself, it was like, okay, it was whatever. Yeah. And once again, I'm sure this show was taped along with, like, two episodes of Superstars at the very yeah. least, and, you know, people probably went home happy. Yeah. But, yeah, it was definitely, the drama was all about the Battle Royal for yeah. the most part, so. But then heading out towards the end, going barreling towards the end with kind of a screeching halt is another promo from Hulk Hogan. He's all sweaty and shirtless and he looks like he's in the shower and he's wondering if Andre always cheats in every match he's ever had even though he didn't cheat during this event at all. He just... Hogan is another heel Hogan thing because he just... It's a battle royal. Like, if you don't pay attention, you're going to get attacked. Yeah, meanwhile, so since there's no rules in a battle royal, nobody actually broke the rules in the battle royal. But if you could point to one thing, he grabbed Hogan by the hair a little bit to headbutt him. And that's it. So it's just like, yeah, he sounds like a crybaby. Yeah, it's just just because he he wasn't looking. And he didn't win. Yeah. (laughs) 
And But then after that, this was... They did a tribute to Rowdy Roddy Piper because Piper had announced his retirement so he could go a full 100% into Hollywood. 110%. 110% into Hollywood. Yeah, yeah he did the Lou Ferrigno promo. You can't yeah. do more than 100%. That is, what, mathematically impossible. Was that Simpsons quote? You know? I know. But yeah, <laughs> apparently, but it's all 110 with yeah. Rowdy and Lou Ferrigno. Yeah. But, so... Piper with a an unusually subdued Rowdy Roddy Piper talking to Mean Gene. No high-pitched voices, no nothing like that. And this could have been laid in weeks ago. Yeah. Like, you, yeah, yeah. You know, so I don't, I don't even think this was at the building. Yeah, I, I, probably not. <laughs> and then there was that tribute video to really end the show proper, and it was like just random clips it wasn't yeah. even all stuff that made piper look good i know it's like here's roddy being terrible yeah here's him being sympathetic here oh he's, he's terrible again yeah. oh sh- oh shit here's him just walking for whatever reason it was just yeah it was it was kind of weird and sappy and then it ended with that the wipe that kind of dissolved everything around it but had that circle of piper's head just kind of <laughs> floating above the live crowd as it ended yeah. it was like like piper said he's not pushing up daisies yet like yeah. he's not dead i so know it was it but almost, that's what it felt like it almost felt that way and it began with the you i didn't recognize it but you said the what was it the night before christmas thing or oh the christmas carol christmas yeah. carol yeah. thing yeah. and they did it, on with, tuesday night titans with death beside him so yeah. it's like he's not dead yeah. <laughs> it was the ghost of Christmas future, but I mean, yeah. that is death. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I, I wonder, first of all, I wonder what song was used originally in the yeah. broadcast, because there's no way that's the same song that they play on the network yeah. that was air the night. So it's probably some cool song that might have actually maybe given it a little more sense of humor yeah, or something. But not this quite as somber. Just some sort of modern piano, sappy kind of thing yeah. so who the I, hell knows? i feel like it was maybe the the same promo they used on what was the the, the magnum ta thing yeah, yeah. on the beach yeah <laughs> so, i bet you knows? so man yeah. yeah they probably use they had that pod safe uh, network of free right, songs yeah. that's where <laughs> they in, go now in, in com. Yeah. <laughs> uh but yeah there's your there's your show yeah <laughs> So let's see uh, if there's any upper echelon to recommend as far as, you know, even just for historical significance as we rank them, Chris. I mean, I think a lot of these do have historical significance to a certain extent. Um, I will kind of make my cut just as far as the actual entertaining context-free portion of the match. Okay. So let's see how we both match up. But coming in at the bottom was the first match of the night, the Intercontinental title match, Macho Man versus George the Animal Steel. I would. Uh, you don't need to watch it, really. Yeah. I think you've seen it before. Yeah, it's nothing personal. It's just yeah. that it was short, and it was just kind of, eh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, coming in at number four was the Iron Sheik versus Ricky Steamboat. Again, if you want to hear Macho Man talk, which is entertaining, then go <laughs> for it. But otherwise, as far as the match goes, man, you can skip it. Yeah, it's pretty short. We described the best part of the thing with the Skin the Cat sequence. <laughs> if you want to see that one yeah, sequence, yeah. it's in the first minute. <laughs> Uh, coming in at number three was the Battle Royal, which was entertaining, and maybe because of the surprise of neither Andre or Hogan winning made yeah. it a little bit more entertaining in that moment. Yeah. It's still, uh, and I'll do a slight spoiler, Andre still kind of won. Like, oh, well, he didn't say they won. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, that's all. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Coming in at number two was King Kong Bundy versus Jake Roberts, and I think this is where I draw my line. I think I would say, go ahead and watch this one. It was yeah. fun. Yeah, that, that's a, it's a good example of the times, 
and you get to see Bundy work somebody that I'm not used to seeing him work against. Yeah. Like he's, it's always somebody either bigger than him or somebody that could beat him. Yeah. So like I was like I, I could see him beating Jake Roberts. Yeah. But who you know who knows? Yeah. So yeah. And then coming in at number one was the tag team title match, the first defense, ha ha ha, of the Hart Foundation uh, versus Tito Santana and Danny Spivey. And yeah, go ahead and watch this one. It was fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Hearts always turned it on. Yeah. And especially when it's main event time, they were just so good. And you'll, yeah. you're, this is the start of a very nice long run. Even though they've been pretty much on Saturday Night's main event since day one, you put those belts on them and they just go to another level. It's, yeah. it's going to be really fun to watch the overall evolution of the Heart Foundation in this tag title run. So mark my sure. words, and I believe on the next show, I looked at a little preview on the next Saturday night's main event, they will be rematching the Bulldogs in a no. two out of three falls match. No, yeah, I hope so. that's good. I hope they give them enough time so that two of those falls actually matter, and it's not just the, yeah. oh, we pinned you in 30 seconds. Yeah, I guarantee you a two-segment match cool. coming up. It's got to be. That, that's the way they always did it. So, right. Well, we'll yeah. be talking about that show, and you'll be able to find that show on cnjradio.com home of the wrestling house show and the retro reviews the minisodes the monthly wrap-ups and everything else you can find over at cnjradio.com as well as the family of cnj radio podcast and go to our facebook and twitter at house show for this show to tell us what you thought about any of these saturday night's main events or anything else you have on your mind about retro wrestling we're digging through the garbage so you don't have to watch all of it <laughs> that's, I'm not, we're not going to use that as our motto, I don't think. I don't like no, that. <laughs> I still like KG's cat in the cage. Yes, we're the KG's cats in the cage. Yes. So go do all that at cnjradio.com, and we will see you on the next whatever we do on the Wrestling House Show. See you guys on the next one. I've Bye. Loved, I've laughed and cried. I've had my fill, my share of losing. There's one gentleman who will no longer be with us. As probably everybody knows by now, he is one of a kind. A man that is very much, if I can pay this tribute to you, like the late, great Rocky Marciano. Well, that's quite a tribute. <laughs> that's uh, putting me in nice company. I, I'm not pushing up daisies yet, Gina. We're proud of you, Roddy. Very yeah. proud of you. Speaking of proud, we've put a tribute together for your fans all over the world to Frank Sinatra's My Way. Goodness knows you did it your way, Roddy Piper. Thanks, I try hard. I did it my way. For what is a man? I'm real proud of my sport. That's the first thing I want to say for 16 years. Probably kept me out of jail when I was a kid. And the WWF has done more for me than uh, anything in the world. But I've made a decision. I'm in the peak. Of course, I'm in the peak of my career. But I'm going to Hollywood and I'm going out, man. Anytime I ever fought, I gave 110%. And sometimes you guys chucking eggs at me and and sometimes you weren't sometimes you're chucking roses the record shows i took the blows and did it my way i give 110 percent then and and i give 110 percent at anything i do and that's, that's impossible. impossible no, no one, one can give more than 100 percent. By definition, that is the most anyone can give. I'm just going to give it a try, man. I'm kind of a gutsy guy. Yes, it was my.